Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, we're back. We're talking about new metal and we're talking about a band... Is it is third time gonna be the charm for our boys in Seven Dust and their album Animosity? Seven Dust. We're gonna find out. We're gonna talk all about this record. Until then. Until then. Before then. <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about who's tweeting, you guys. Who's tweeting? Who is? More importantly, who's recommending? Who's recommending? I'll tell you who's recommending. Andrew Thomas Wolf. He says, okay, guys, it's been a while. Haven't stopped listening, but I've gone a little radio silent. Thank you for checking back in, Andrew. You guys, I just stumbled upon a band today that is new metal as fuck. Yeah. I can't believe I've been sleeping on these guys. You need to check this shit out. Much love to my riders. Uh and this is a band called, is it Circa 94? No, uh, no, Conform. The band's Conform. called Conform. The album is called Circa 94. Let me tell you, I listened to about half of this. This thing is new metal as fuck as fuck, okay? It gets Whoa, to, a double down? It, it's a double down. It might be too new metal for me. This thing is wild. So, Matt, if you can pull up from this album and play the song, play the song Blood Eagle. If you fight Jesus, what the fuck? Okay, 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 Matt. Okay, okay. I think I just understood how my parents felt when I started listening to Limp (laughs) Biscuit. Oh, man. I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I. The youth. Huh. I. I I gave this a real. I gave this a real try. And I don't know what it is. I mean, there's elements in here that I love, but there is just something about this that I don't know if it makes me feel old or. Or it just, I, I don't know. This one, I might need to come back to it later. These guys, I mean, n- no lie, they're bringing it. They're bringing it 100%. No, no, they're bringing it 200%. They're bringing everything. Nothing's being left behind. It just might be a little too much for us. I, I Matt, how did you feel about that? Bludgeoned. There it is. That's it. That's the word. It is a bludgeoning experience, which I think is the intent. Yeah. So th- thank you, Andrew, for breaking your silence to let us know about Conform. We have all learned a little bit about ourselves in that regard. 
Um, also, who's recommending? Listener Patrick, who said, This band is channeling Deftones like crazy on this song. The band in question is Loathe and their song Two-Way Mirror. I do oh, too. Yeah. I like this a lot. This uh, I listened to this album just came out uh, about a week or so ago. I uh, listened to it on a night drive. You guys, all I needed was a box of twenty piece nuggets, and I would have been all set. This record, mm. perfect for a night drive, perfect for a twenty piece. Um, and and also, not only does it sound like the Deftones, the Deftones were like these guys are great. Deftones approved. So, Loathe, they're great. I love them. Check out the record. Finally, Jenny, we got one more recommendation. Yeah, Rob Adams sent over uh, a compilation. It's called Dead Bodies Everywhere, a slam and death tribute to new metal. My oh my. Um, This album has some... (laughs) I haven't listened to it full uh, full disclosure, but Lauren sent it over earlier, and there is a band on here called Angelic Ass Blast, which, you know what? Good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. I will say, so this was sent to us by Rob, and then after Rob sent it to us, a number of other people sent it to us. Dan Musselman sent it to us. A lot of people have sent us this. Thank you to all the Road Riders and Indigo Angels who sent it over to us. This is indeed our shit. Um, I want to say this album cover, I love it because it. I don't... I, I think it's the perfect mix of the sort of death metal, like dead bodies everywhere thing, but it's also hilarious because... What you have is basically, I assume this is a mortician of some kind, <laughs> but he's dressed in Adidas sweats, walking into a mortuary, and it's full of dead new metal people. I think it's a dead Fred Durst on the floor over here. I think we've got a, one of the Slipknot masks over here on the table. and But he's got his hands on his head like, oh, no, dead bodies everywhere. Not again. <laughs> yes. Not and again. Uh, that filled me with glee. This thing... I haven't heard of any of these bands, but they are covering they are covering both popular and deep cut new metal. So, Jenny, you mentioned Angelic Ass Blast. They're covering Dig by Mudvayne. Uh, a band called uh, Omni Express covers Blind. Uh, a band called Throat Breach 
covers People Equal Shit. A band called Big Chef covers Break Stuff. A band called Cockroach covers Here to Stay. There are 26 songs on here. We're covering Be Quiet and Drive. They're covering Fuck the System by System of a Down. They're covering The Dream is Over by Mushroomhead. There's a lot being covered here by Slam and Death Tribute bands. I feel like we should play a little bit of one. Um, I've listened to a couple. If we can listen to... Jenny, you said you didn't end up listening to any of them? Or... No. No. no okay no okay all right okay no uh okay i was listening to their album for this week <laughs> okay no problem my spotify algorithm is already fucked got it that's fair uh let's listen to the big chef cover of break stuff all right here we go big chef break stuff Not wrong. wrong. You know what? You know what? If I hear that there's a slam and death tribute to new metal, it better fucking sound like this. It better. Well done, Big Chef. You did it. So you can check this out. Implodingsounds.bandcamp.com. The entire thing is available up there. You are in for a treat. You're in for a treat. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, let me tell you. A band called Gorebones covers Nookie. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> and it's only a minute 17, you know. Right? Yeah. How respectful of our time is this compilation? Well, it's 26 tracks. So that seems not respectful. But the longest song... Wow. Well, for some uh, reason, the cover of the cover of Down With The Sickness is 717. But a lot of these songs, yeah, they do, they cover a corn song. It's like a minute and a half. Somebody covers Butterfly by Crazy Town. It's only 58 seconds. So uh, That's how long that song should have been. So, yeah, they got you. it. Yeah. So, got them. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it, it, this it does feel a bit like, like, like a bit of a, like a sampler pack. Like you're, you maybe don't care to hear, you know, the cover of, I don't know. The, the mushroom head song but you do want to hear the cover of here to stay by cockroach cockroach uh, there's no a in there anyway so definitely check that out well done you guys I gotta say album this is the album cover of the year until i say otherwise i don't think there's gonna be anything better than that <laughs> well there you have it and uh finally guys we got some feedback on our motionless and white episode that closed out november and, remember uh, November. Remember I November. Do. Yeah, it's a very nice time. Yeah. Uh, Garrett Fuller says that first track was hot, great up, to which Sheldon said, so yeah, the episode had a hot open. Thank you. Thank Ooh. you. I like it when we have a hot open. I always like to hear that. Uh, Austin said, I really enjoyed November as a whole, even though none of the albums scratched the itch like My Ticket Home did when I went back and listened to that episode. The one thing that keeps popping into my head on this album was Breaking Benjamin, especially during the choruses. Is that a Breaking Benjamin push? I know there'd been a wreck earlier. Let us know. All right. 
Uh, Jeffrey Thomas says they're the hot topic house band. Like Paul Schaefer on Letterman, they can play a passable bit of all the staples. Just enough to get the guest to the chair. Ooh, Jeffrey Ooh. Thomas. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Ryan says, uh, was getting an edema and three days grace with a sprinkle of Slipknot vibe on this one. Funky Ken should find a way to get reconsidered as Legere's replacement. <laughs> wow. Did somebody order something funky? Hi, Ken. Hey, Hi, Ken. happy new year. It's me, baby. How you doing? Is that the Seinfeld theme song? <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, baby, I do the Seinfeld theme song. No, that's wow. cool. Good for you, It's Ken. different every time based on the cadence of one jury Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> All is that right. true? Yeah. That is, that is true. <laughs> That's they uh, they right, re process they, that they re yeah they did an interview years ago that recently surfaced on the internet where the uh, the gentleman who recorded the Seinfeld theme song uh, admitted that they recorded a new theme with every episode to match the cadence and rhythm of Jerry's joke in the given episode. Also, we're merging with Sprint. <laughs> there it is. Wow. Okay. Wow. The FCC oh. won't let me be. <laughs> oh boy! Sorry, oh Karen, Ken. Ken. Well, thank you so much. We got to get back to who's tweeting, but I would appreciate right, you stopping who's by. Tweeting? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who's tweeting. Jason Andrew Goodman said, "Just going to slip another plug in for considering in flames, starting with either reroute to remain or soundtrack to your escape. They're a bit late to the party, but they definitely showed up before the wrap." And while a lot of people deny that they were ever at the party, it's my contention that those people were blackout drunk by the time the guys from Inflame showed up. And they were absolutely there. I've I've heard uh I remember back to my good old record time days, people would talk about Inflames being new metal. So some people know Jason. Some people okay. agree. All right. So that's another push for Inflames. I will admit they are not on the long list, but this is like the Fourth or fifth push, so maybe we need to consider. Maybe we need to consider some inflames. I have zero history with inflames. I know nothing about them. I so. remember thinking the people who bought inflames records were dorks. That's so uh, on brand for you. That is I very know. on brand for I'm you. I'm not Jenny. saying I'm. I'm very likely wrong and was being a dick. Mm. <laughs> but I'm just saying. That's what I. Think. Uh, and uh, finally, Jake Leach says, am I the only one that laughed when Lauren said a movement in the members? Also, I feel like 50% of my high school graduating class, 2012, had this band's merch. This is pretty much exactly what I expected them to sound like. Also, Matt speaking slash rapping during songs is my favorite thing. <laughs> Thank you. November was a fantastic month. Please make it an annual thing. Mm, okay. Mm. Mm. Also, this may be a big request. But I would love to hear Jenny, Matt, and Lauren's favorite records of 2019. Ooh. Do we have any favorite records of 2019? Jenny, start with you. Uh, I don't know if this came out in 2019. I think maybe it did. Yeah, it did. Uh, mm -hmm. I really liked The High Women. It's a, it's a country album. It's all women. Oh, yeah. That's 2019. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that record a lot. I thought it was good. Uh, last year, I spent most of my time trying to figure out what kind of music was going to be played at my wedding. Listened to uh, a lot of stuff 
that I liked before uh, and a lot of new metal. I didn't really get into it with anything new. Uh, being asked this question made me go, oh, man, I didn't listen to <laughs> shit. So I'm going to try to do better this year. But uh, the high women checked it out. There we go. Matt? I would say that outside of the show, I really fell in love with music again this year in 2019. Um, a lot of that had to do with uh, buying an aforementioned turntable. Just kind of was one of those things where when I bought it, I went back into record stores, started getting suggestions, uh, and really liked it. I would say the records that I played the most last year were Pup's new release, um, Morbid Dreams? Fuck, Morbid... Oh, God damn it. Good album. Real good album. Morbid Thoughts, I think, is the pop record. I don't know, man. You're looking know. at me for help. And Why don't I look it up? I mean, it, I played it a lot. I should know. Morbid Stuff. I didn't have to look it up. Morbid Stuff. Um, I love it. It's pop punk. I mean, it's Canadian pop punk. Can't really go wrong there. Um, Jay Som, Annika Co was one of my favorite records of the year. And Tyler, the Creator's Igor was one of my favorite records of the year. So, uh, surprised to no one, I had a top 10 list. My favorite record of last year was Inflorescent by Friendly Fires. Amo by Bring Me the Horizon. Love that record. Chemical Brothers, No Geography. Hot Chip, A Bath Full of Ecstasy. Great record. Mannequin, great record. Great record. Uh, Mannequin Pussy, Patience. Charlie Bliss, Young Enough. Oso oh Oso, oh Basking in the Glow. Corn the Nothing. Extra Arms, Up From Here, and Of Mice and Men, Earth and Sky. So, it's a bit of new metal sneaking into my uh, my top ten there. Uh, yeah, so that's what all of us were listening to in 2019. And so far in 2020, all we're listening to is Poppy. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my year in review on Spotify, I was like, it's refused Britney Spears carcass. <laughs> Like, that is you. <laughs> that is you in a nutshell. Yes. What's Jenny like? Uh, refused Britney Spears carcass. That's it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing new. Every so often. I Oh, lots of Dixie Chicks last year. Mm. So, you Goodbye, know. Goodbye, Earl. Yeah. Goodbye. Earl's my stepdad's name. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Ooh. I know. I know. Uh-oh. So, he okay. makes me mad. <laughs> Got a song to listen to. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Matt, do you want to tell us real quick about these shirts that are coming? Yep. Uh, the 1st of March, we'll begin the pre-orders for the Activate the Pit t-shirt. We will have it in two colors, uh, black and red, and then a more multicolored. They'll be priced accordingly. I don't think they will cost the same one. will more than likely be less expensive than the other. Uh, but I don't know yet. Uh, because I, I am a little behind on the pricing, but that's okay. Uh, we'll have everything up. They'll be up for all of March, all of March, two paychecks, baby. Uh, and then gone, never to be seen again. Uh, but I will say that if you order a t-shirt, you will also get the coveted (laughs) written by me. Thank you letter and the sticker bundle. Uh, which will include a Roach Coach die-cut 
sticker and an activate the pit sticker. So can't go wrong oh, there. Can't go wrong. A must for every home. And that is it for who's tweeting and who's recommending and who's listing. Who is us? We were listing. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you would like us to do on the show. Are you are you pushing for in flames? Did you think they were at the party? Let us know. Or is there some other band that we're not talking about that you're like, get to it. Let us know. All right, then. It's time for the album of the week, you guys. It's time for Animosity by Seven Dust. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on November 13th, 2001. That's the come down. That is the come down. That's fresh come down. That's very fresh come down. Jenny, any history with animosity? And and real briefly, history with Seven Dust. At this point, I don't even remember what my early history with Seven Dust was, other than being vaguely aware of them as a band. Most of my history with Seven Dust is listening to them on the show. This album, I've not heard. I uh, know that it is the album that everybody says to listen to whenever we don't put a Seven Dust record in the canon. (laughs) So uh, that is my history with Seven Dust. Lauren, how about you? This was the the last Seven Dust album that I owned for a long time. Uh, It did come out uh, my sophomore year of college, uh, at which point I was deep into, I mean, November of 2001, you're talking Sloan Pretty Together, Ben Folds, Rock in the Suburbs, you're talking Strokes, Rival Schools, Dave Navarro's solo record that I downloaded off of Audio Galaxy. I'm deep in it. I'm deep in it, okay? So when this record came out, and I don't, I cannot remember, it's killing me. I do not remember if it was if it was a purchase that was mailed to me or if I got it for Christmas, but I definitely got it around that time. And it didn't really click for me. Like, I wasn't on the wavelength anymore. Probably because I was too busy listening to Dave Navarro. I don't know. In any event, um, this one, yeah, this one, I only, I I think I only gave it like a couple spins and it just ended up getting shelved. So going back was kind of a a new experience for me. Uh, Matt, history with um, animosity. I I know the album cover. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Seven Dust was one of those bands that, uh, none of my friends listened to, so it just never came into my world. All right, there we go. This was, as as Jenny said, very. This is a heavily recommended record. Um, friend of the show, Scott Bowling, who recently had DJ Lethal on his show. Check it out. He wrote us an impassioned plea and said that we need to listen to this record. This is the one. Scott was like, "This is the one. Listen to Animosity. I love it so much." So here we are doing it um as i said i have a physical copy here this album cover we've got a young boy with an apple on his head um with some vultures and trees behind him looking very ominous inside this little boy i assume it's the same boy is next to a creek covered in leeches but then jenny we get to this picture where i assume is the same little boy Drinking a very or drinking eating a very drippy ice cream cone and being menaced by a fork tongue demon. Yeah, a a spooky man is trying to lick his melting ice cream. Perhaps a misunderstood person just trying to help because it it truly is dripping everywhere. It's a mess. It really is. So. 
And uh, yeah, you get a picture of the band. And uh, on the back, you have uh, the little boy sitting covered in leeches, holding the apple that he's taken a bite out of. And he's surrounded by uh, pictures of the band, all of them sitting in a chair, all of them looking very pensive. Yeah, it looks like, like those all... rock star trading cards. Mm. And then a little white Mowgli in the middle. Yeah, that's very apt. Um, Jenny, who's in Seven Dust on this album? On this album, we have Lejean Witherspoon on lead vocals, Clint Lowry on lead guitar, backing vocals, and a couple co-lead vocals, uh, John Connolly on rhythm guitar and backing vocals, Vinnie Hornsby on bass, and Morgan Rose on drums and backing vocals. I just want to let everybody know that if you are a fan of backing vocals, this is going to be your favorite episode we've ever done. <laughs> A lot of backing vocals here. A lot of backing vocals going on. Um, and I want to mention, we got to mention, Jenny, producer on this record. That's Ben Gross. Ben so, Gross. Yeah, has worked with album, uh, uh, has worked with artists such as Dream Theater, Marilyn Manson, Seven Dust, Disturbed, Breaking Benjamin. There they are. Filter, for you filthy boys. Fuel, Depeche Mode. The list goes on. And interesting tie-in to what I was saying earlier about records I was listening to at the time. Ben Gross produced Ben Folds' Rocking the Suburbs. Really? Whoa. I did not know that. In an interview that I cannot find, but I, it was so funny to read, Ben Folds, when he decided to go solo, do his own thing, he said, I've just been sort of fucking around making these records. I want to make a real record with a real rock producer. And everybody told me Ben Gross was the guy. So he gets Ben Gross in there. Ben's like, let's do it, man. Let's rock it. Let's make this, let's make this record. They go in the studio. Ben Folds starts setting up the mics to record, I don't know, the drums or something. And Ben Gross goes, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, this is how you record. He's like, you want to sound like garbage? Get out of there. Put it down. Put it down. How you been doing this? He said Ben Gross was like appalled by how Ben Folds had been making <laughs> albums. <laughs> Rockin' like, the Suburbs did sound good. It did. Yes. That's a good sounding record. Absolutely. So uh, I thought that was very interesting that he basically also made a song making fun of new metal and had to go and get a new metal producer to make it. Um, oh, Jenny, genre tags. What do we got? Uh, we've got alternative metal and new metal. Okay, there, so we, there go. we go. There we go. We'll uh, we'll get into these liner notes as we go along. Uh, there's some interesting thank yous once again this week. Um, but first, we just got to dive into this record. I think we're ready. All right, let's talk about it. This first track is T O A B Tits on a Boar. Go 
Anyway, you guys, if I may go to my notes, I wrote Seven Dust came to crush. <laughs> Matt Nas, you immediately did the come get some hands. Oh, that is a that is a tough boy riff. That is uh, <laughs> loud and proud, baby. <laughs> come get some. Come get some. Opening opening lyric of the song is someone saying, you piece of shit. I'm in. I'm ready. Let's go. T-O-A-B. Let's do it. Jenny, thoughts? I thought it was a good open. There it is. Uh, it took, I was like, I thought it was called Toad at first. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so useless as tits on a boar. It's a southern saying. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. But now that I know, maybe I'll use it. Hey. So, yeah. Uh, thank God songmeanings.com is back. <laughs> oh, they, they are back. They we've are got, back. We've got some some comments here. Uh, I'm going to read. There are a couple that I liked. I'm going to read uh, a little bit of, of one from XX Chris 805 xx I'm pretty sure it's about someone you know that you don't like. They're not a good person and you're sick of them. You've tried to bite your tongue because you're a nice person, but they just keep fucking with you. Now it's time to silence them. <laughs> that took a turn in the end. It Chris, did. Chris, it did. turn oh, the other boy. cheek. Turn the uh. other tit on that board. Don't <laughs> silence them. Uh, yeah, uh, Song Meanies really showed up for this album. We've got so many crazy ones. Um, uh, my favorite after that one was uh, from And Justice For All 68, who said, when I hear this song, I think of my ex-girlfriend who still wants me back. Relax. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Does okay. she? Does, does she? Prove it. Where are your seats? Yeah. They're all um, in Niagara Falls. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. That checks out. On the Canadian side, I'm sure. In my grandma's house. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they might uh, be at his grandma's house. They That's might. believable. This really just jolt to the system. I was like, okay, Seven Dust came to play. Um, I mean, this song, you know, t- I wrote, hey, haters, you know, that you piece of shit line, a motherfucker without a life that's always getting something. Ah, oh, this is this is a hot open. I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. Yeah, I'd say so far, the people were, were right. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Up next, we got a song called Praise.
Oh, I'm feeling the new in my bones on this one. We got some crunch and some chug. Backing vocals. If you like backing vocals, this song has so many of them for you to enjoy. So Matt I think Nas. we need. I think we need to talk about something. Okay. <laughs> oh, so no. the first. No, the first two Seven Dust records I remember, especially the first ones, we were all like, Snake Nation here is really relying on kind of an older sound. Like they were trying to get into, they were like musically kind of in the new, but Lejean had a voice that was very much at that, dare I say, hair metal point yeah I, I i if i remember correctly and then the next record was a little bit more aggressive and here we are in this record and it feels like he's still this top tier vocalist like just a great fucking singer and they were like you know what we're gonna put the backing vocals that do some of the things that you can't do. So we get some of that. He's clean as fuck. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like we need the other side. We need the counterbalance a little bit more because the riffs are so aggressive. But I hear him and it's like angelic. Like he has such a wonderfully clean, precise, powerful voice that it doesn't have that extra grit that mm -hmm. the that the backing vocals have yes like i think this is the first time that at least to my ears that they're doing this and i it really is working in a way that the previous seven dust albums haven't worked for me mm -hmm. am i off base what do we think i i love it i feel like there's a laser focus going on here i feel like they really showed up here with just like we want to crush it and yeah and i think the the focus on the backing vocals to add that grit that lejean maybe doesn't have but you know is it just as a compliment i love it jenny thoughts on praise uh i thought it was all right it wasn't my favorite song on the record but i agree that we're bringing in more of that backup vocalist which i like lejean is a great voice um, it also doesn't sound like he's very far away in the middle of like no. a room. No, he's, no, he's in. He's great. in. He's there. He's in the yeah. mix. Yeah, it sounds really good. I, I think that I still struggle with rock music when it's not yelling. I think that's I gotcha. what it is because sometimes I'll hear people be like, "And this is a rock song," and I'm like, "That's a pop song. That's a pop song. That's a pop song." So unless you're like yelling at me. I could I don't know I don't know if I could call you like rock like a rock band. To me it just doesn't I don't know. I can't because he's, Lauren, you're, he's you're always looking singing. at me like ah, Yeah. I don't know. There's something about it that I'm like, nah, nah. I like this song, but I do think that like maybe I don't like singing on rock songs. Maybe mm. I don't like I don't maybe. know. Maybe maybe it feels like something else to me. Hmm. I don't know. This is just a real a real depth into my soul. And I'm certain that there are people listening who are like, what about, what about, what about? You're probably right. Uh, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to watch the video, Jenny? I did not. 
Okay, so I this broke, video. I, oh, well, okay. that was a 2019 resolution. <laughs> That's true. It's 2020. 2020. 2020. It's, it's over. 2020. I'm back 20, on my bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to do better. I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the video is the band performing in a club. Um, lots of close-ups on everybody's faces. At one point, they have it set up where it looks like they're all singing the song in each other's faces very aggressively. Shots of the audience. Got to tell you, this audience looks hype, but they, uh, they're they cutting to a lot of people. And at first, I thought, ooh, a lot of hotties came to the show, but then I realized they were really just cutting to the same like two or three girls, um, which is fine. How many hotties you really needed to show? You just need two or three, you know? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all you need. That's fine. <laughs> You need some hotties. All right. You need some naughties. Got some hotties. You get some naughties. That's fine. Um, Everybody (laughs) is at the Seven Dust shows. Hotties and naughties. Songmeanings.com. How did the dudes look? They probably all look like shit. The the dudes, there were a couple dudes who looked all right. Okay? (laughs) How many hotties and naughties? (laughs) You know what? We had two naughties and a bunch of (laughs) naughties. A bunch of naughties. Songmeanings.com. Jenny, did you have any favorite comments on this? Yes, but perhaps a dark horse in this race. Mm. Dr. Feelgood82 says, I really like this song. I didn't really like it at first, but it's one of those that really grow on you. I enjoy the chorus. I don't know why somebody would not have their way to post that, but (laughs) for some reason it really tickled me. Uh, How about you? My favorite was from sub uh, subs subsist uh, subsist hippie, who said this song is obviously about Christ our Savior. Hello, and uh, I just like the way that he said hello at the end. Um, it just made me laugh. So uh, yeah, hello, hello. Okay, it's time for the it's next about, song. That's right. And that's a song called Trust.
Guys, you seem a little confused uh, by trust. Talk us through it. Yeah. John's voice works so well in this kind of mid-tempo lurker. Like, he's, mm. like it really is great. But then we get a really praise and worship uh, chorus. And that kind of... Like, we get that... We get that few seconds where somebody yells trust, but then we just break into a full, you know. Put your arms up. Put your arms up chorus. And I'm I'm a little befuddled by that. I was like, I I didn't think it was that song. And when we went there, I was like, I don't did we I mean, I like a good put your arms up chorus, but I didn't need it, I guess. On the, I wanted them to go to the darker place. Mm. I, w- I would either have wanted them to expand on that trust screen that they had and kind of explored that and see where else they could have gone with that. But because we went there, I'm kind of left with this... Hmm. It, like, they're so, at times musically showing me that they want to be this heavy band but then they do other moves that are just like well no we're a very melodic band these guys got fucking chops for days by the way holy crap can they oh yeah um but i'm a little bit i don't know confused is the wrong word because i'm not confused i know what the fuck they did i'm just sitting here being like "Uh, is this just the seven dust move. It might just be that. It might just be that. Jenny, your thoughts on trust? Yeah, I agree. I liked this better than um, praise, but yeah, I think that they're just, this has been a consistent theme. I think when we listen, like musically, they're very heavy, but they are melodic and mama don't have time for the melody. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you. Like they sound great. They're an excellent band, but when we get into that melodic stuff, I don't know. I think it's like they're too it, they're too smart in the room. You know, like I'm looking for big, dumb, catchy riffs and hooks that kind of beat me over the head when I'm in the new metal canon mindset. If it was like, hey, I'm going to play a really kick-ass band for you, I probably would be like, oh, shit, this is great. I love this. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I, I did like this song. I mm-hmm. think this is another case where they're using the backup vocals well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That's where I landed. Lauren. Lauren. Well, what I mean, I... say. Well, I I wrote that it sounds very massive. I love the rumble bass. Little bit of a corn influence, I felt. Um, love the chug on this one. I wrote that Lejean is smoothing us on home on the chorus, but I'm here for it. I enjoyed the lyric, I've wronged you. I, I definitely see what you guys are talking about. I, it is that thing where uh, Seven Dust does... It's not that they're a gritless band. It's just that in comparison to Corn or Limp Bizkit or even Deftones for that matter, they're just a little more prim and proper in a weird way. Even though like if you look at these guys, they look new metal as fuck, but it's just this 
yeah, in this way, they're still their commitment to songcraft is a bit more. Um, there is a how many how many Seven Dust albums are there? Like twelve or something like that. It's it's a lot of albums, and I have this feeling, and I don't want to accuse the guys of playing it safe, but there is a thought to the career of like making accessible songs and not ever getting too crazy like tits and a bore coming out real hot you think oh we're in for it we're really in for it but by track three things have already kind of smoothed out we still have a bit more backing vocal to give the grit but things have smoothed out but imagine if we had got like three tits and a bore at this point holy shit wow yeah Uh, yeah i think they're just leaning more into that alternative metal than they Mm -hmm. are into the new and I think yeah. that's what we're hearing. I think um, so. I think they're good at it. Yeah. So, uh, you know? The the only comment I want to mention on songmeanings.com is from Stepped On Bitch, who said, wow, I love this song. That seems like a very nice comment. Downvoted. What? Incredible. Yeah. Well, Incredible. Watch what, song? You, watch, watch what you say. <laughs> oh, you love this song? No, you fucking don't. Who downvoted it? Does it say? Uh, let me see. Does it say who downvoted it? Um, Boom Gorilla. Yeah, classic Boom Gorilla. <laughs> classic, classic got him by class- Boom Gorilla. Yeah. By Boom Gorilla. Hates love. Mm, doesn't like it. All right, let's keep this bad boy moving. Up next is Crucified. I gotta tell you, I have been baffled and also enjoying this weird suck a dick ad lib that is just just hidden in there. It's not in any of the lyrics. It's just in there. I I want to know the story. I want to know the backstory. I want to know everything. I love it. Mm. I wrote in my notes suck a dick with a question mark because what's it doing in there? But I love it. It's waiting to be sucked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
There that, it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Jenny. Asked. Answered. Hey, look. <laughs> Let me know if you guys need anything else. I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, I'll see you in a minute. All right. I don't like singing. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, Jenny, your thoughts on Crucified? Uh, this one, the uh, all the melodic stuff worked for me. I actually really like this song. The <laughs> suck a dick thing also made me laugh. I had to uh, rewind that a little bit. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I was like, wait a minute, what? Um, but yeah, uh, I liked this song quite a bit. Um, that's all I have to say about it. Matt? M- Matt. Yeah, I, I like this one. I like that uh, I like that chorus a lot. I'm, again, kind of letting the backup vocal come in there and shine a little bit. Adding a little different flavors in there. I got to tell you, if you were doing backup vocals on this record, you got a lot of the best lines. So you got to be there to yell things like trust. And you got to be there and say things like, don't you feel like a bitch? I mean, great stuff. Great, great day at the office, I got to say. And then whoever, I want to tell you, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Give us the origin, the backstory on the suck a dick ad lib. I want to know all about it so much uh it's great and i also wrote in my notes don't crucify lejean doesn't want it he doesn't want it doesn't want it songmeanings.com jenny oh boy oh boy where do you want to start who do you want to start with i don't even know where to start (laughs) uh it's a lot of a lot of people talking about getting broken up with here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like it's either about Jesus or some woman Ugh. who broke up with you. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Bitches, man. Bitches. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Was there anything that you particularly liked in these? I, I like this one from Ed Dog twenty nine five twelve. I think that the image of a crucifixion is just supposed to symbolize someone's suffering caused by someone else who's used them, not necessarily having any religious meaning to this instance. A crucifixion wasn't anything special for Jesus. It was just a regular (laughs) form of punishment at the time for the worst criminals, as it was the most painful and torturing punishment they could think of. That's why I don't think it has to be religious, but that's just me. Uh, the line, a crucifixion wasn't anything special for Jesus. I just, just imagining just Jesus being like, oh, eh, just a crucifixion for me? Nothing special? We don't care about you. You're just a carpenter. Little did they know. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. And uh, the other comment I liked was from, uh, I don't know how this is pronounced. It's like duacolic, duacolic. He said, to me, this song is talking about a breakup. The girl will lie, willingly or not, by telling him that she loves him and this and that. But when it comes down to it, she won't act as she talks. I think I'm going through a very similar breakup as the singer as multiple songs could support this situation. That is an an insane (laughs) sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Super crazy. Uh, I don't know. I've been watching Love is Blind on Netflix, and I got to tell you, I think a lot of these songs could apply to some of the the tumult that is being felt in those relationships. Real quick, what is Love is Blind? Love is Blind is a reality dating show on Netflix hosted 
on Netflix, <laughs> plural, not one Netflix. <laughs> oh, have you been I, to Netflix? I can only <laughs> afford the one flick. Um, it's hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey. And it starts out that there are a bunch of single people in a house and they have to be in isolation pods and they can't see each other until they propose to one another. Once they propose, then they get to go to an all-inclusive resort in Cancun. And there they get to see each other and they get to see the other couples who got engaged, some of whom they had these like intense relationships with just talking in the pods then after that and these episodes haven't been released as of this recording yet they move in together and they meet each other's friends and families and then at the end of four weeks they get married to find out if love truly is blind and if you watch this show it's a fucking mess but i love it Sweet Mitchell and I went in Valentine's Day weekend <laughs> watching it. This sounds like a nightmare. This sounds hellish. It's, these people propose to each other and they're crying. They were like, remind me of your name again. <laughs> and they do. And no. Like, no. Daryl, Jean, Croc. I've never felt for anyone like you. Love is I I know you're my husband and they're crying and it's it's just I mean just I'm eating it up. Jenny, <laughs> I just got one question for you. Tying back to the video for praise. We got some hotties or we got some notties. <laughs> we uh, I would say we're operating at like a pretty high base level of hottie. Okay. One of the most fascinating things about this show to me is it seems like they put a ton of people in these pods and only a handful of couples wound up getting engaged so you'll just see these sort of randos at the house before they get together so when it's like the men and women are separated and they're all just talking there's this guy who i think I can't remember his name now and I feel bad, but it seems like his only purpose is just to like counsel the dudes when they're freaking out. So you just see him being like, breathe in, now let it all the way out. Now breathe in. And then you never see him again. And he's like giving really sound advice about like, this is what love's about. And then you just never see him again. Wow. There's also one dude who looks like a straight up serial killer who says he's a virgin and then you never see him again. <laughs> <laughs> So all this is to say, whether they are doing it willingly or not, they're saying they love you. They lie. There's breakups. It's just like love is blind. Be careful out there or you might get crucified. That's true. There it is. I haven't seen the end of the season yet. <laughs> it might end that way. Anything you know what? Happen. You know Anything what? Happen. They crucify everybody, and then somebody goes, just like Jesus. And then somebody else goes, actually, this was nothing special for Jesus. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Old hat for JC. Yeah. 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 And then someone whispers, suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a dick. And, uh, you know, season two. I want you to know, yeah, none of these things would surprise me on this show. <laughs> oh, wow. So let's see what other tie-ins to Love is Blind we got on this. All right. Uh, the next track is called Xmas Day. 
need to see some lighters i'm gonna need to see some lighters wow that song's a fucking hit that song this song is great this is a great song also i believe that is clint on vocals on the verses with lejon joining him on the chorus very much enjoyed this one this one gave me a very much 90s alt rock vibe definitely in i got a little bit of stp Got a little bit of Alice in Chains, and I got a little bit of Mid Tempo Soundgarden from like uh, yes, yeah, Black Hole Sun, Black Hole Sun, and uh, those later Super Unknown tracks. Um, li- quick fact: Super Unknown, one of the greatest albums of all time. I don't know if we've talked about that, but it's true. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was all about this one. I thought this was great. It makes sense in the sequencing. We're you know five tracks in, maybe put in a little bit of a slow boy, but it's incredibly heartfelt. So I was all on board with it. Jenny, thoughts on Xmas Day? Uh, I also thought it was a well-placed slow boy. I liked it. A uh, lot, of, lot of controversy in the song, meaning oh. comments. Is it about his mom? Is it about his girlfriend? Turns out it's about both. Yep. So, hey. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoyed it. There you go. was very heartfelt. Didn't feel... It felt very genuine. Yeah, didn't feel corny or like wasted. Yep. So I like that. Mm-hmm. That's an easy put in any set list from the time it was written until they stopped touring. Oh yeah, this is. I feel like you gotta have this one. Like I feel like there's probably somebody who's like, no, 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 no. Get me when they play Christmas Day. Get me when they play that one. That's when I show up. Not the time to get fries. No, 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 absolutely not. If you are in line for fries and they start this song, you'd be like, I'll be back. Save my spot. <laughs> Save my spot. I got to go get in line for cries. That's right. I got to get in my feelings for a minute. Um, I uh, indeed. I will have you yeah. know uh-huh. that when they played uh, at Revolution Live in Fort Lauderdale on December 30th, Christmas Day, right there, smack dab, middle of the set. These guys know what they're doing. Seven Dust knows what they're doing. All right. They know it. They have it figured out. They've got a game plan. Uh, Jenny, you were right about these these comments and song meanings. Uh, a real back and forth, a lot of discussion. 
uh, a comment I really enjoyed from Viva Italia 2K3, who said, I am a music fanatic, and my taste is extremely diverse. I have to say, through all the music I listen to, this is definitely one of the single most well-written songs I've heard. Absolutely brilliant. Just wanted to th- throw my two cents into this whole mom or lover discussion. I believe it is about his mother and how the relationship has deteriorated to the point that it is unsalvageable. But it's too far gone and this love must die. The reason I think it is about his mother? Xmas Day equals x Day. Makes sense? <laughs> Got him. Cracked the code. Oh, oh, oh Ovaltine. <laughs> There's a... <laughs> Go ahead. I was just saying, like that. That was literally a the code is on the back of the Declaration of Independence move. Like I did not see that coming. I was like, yeah, melt my face off. What were you gonna say? There was a a comment later, uh, and I've I've since closed the page, but it, it said something to the effect of, "I'm pretty sure it's about his mom because if he forgot someone's birthday." In a relationship, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Oh, I have, <laughs> I, ha- I have it up here. It's from XXX Freak XXX, and they said you can tell it's a relationship with a mother. Forgets the day I was born. That wouldn't matter that much in a relationship. I'm I, guessing that person is in a relationship they, right that now. they often forget special dates. Like, yeah. get off my back! It's not that big of a deal. I mean, you actually born today, <laughs> so. Get off my dick. <laughs> I mean, Matt, be honest. I mean, it, Catherine does not care if you don't remember her birthday. It's no big deal. It's MBD, right? You know, <laughs> here's the thing. Uh huh. I think she would be hurt if I forgot her birthday. I don't think she would mind if I didn't get her anything for her birthday. Mm. But just like not the utterance of the words happy birthday. I think that would hurt her feelings. Well, that seems to be what we're talking about here. Is this guy? Is this is a straight up forgetting of a birthday? Uh, Jenny, real quick, you don't have to say it, but do you know Mitch's birthday? Yes. Okay, fair. Cool. Good. There you I go. I could. I could tell you. His no, birthday. no, no. Don't tell me. I just wanted to. You see want a you social know. security number? <laughs> now that I definitely <laughs> I want filled out forms. I have his fingerprint. I can draw <laughs> it for you. <laughs> there we go, Jenny. I'm gonna need you to get some blood tonight. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. All right. Um, I think we're ready. I think we're ready for the next one. Yep, dead set. Worms 
This was an interesting one because I wrote in my notes that they're ripping it up, but also get the lighters, like also get the hands up. They're kind of running through both there. It's got a little bit of swagger in the chug, up the tempo, love the chorus. Production is crisp. Good job, Ben. And uh, I wrote good and punchy. This is that good shit. Wow. (laughs) This is that good shit. This is that good shit. Jenny, what'd you think of this one? Uh, I agree. This was that good shit. There we go. Uh, I really like it. I can see why people felt like if we heard this album, this might be the one that got us. It, it's, it's enough of, as uh, I don't mean to steal a word from you. It's enough oh. of a rocker mm. that uh, the lighters up. You know. They're not up for that long, and so you might burn somebody. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. Matt, I I like what they're doing. My question is, how new is it? I'm getting plenty of chug here. I'm getting plenty I of definitely. Chug. I definitely get the chug, but then when we get to that praise and worship. Like, put your lighters up. Everybody hold hands. Let's have feelings for a minute. It feels very modern rock. It doesn't feel... Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I know what you mean. I guess I look at it as a bit akin to some of the POD stuff. Um, hmm. And I think the other thing is, and this is something that, Jenny, you talked about this earlier, is that we have constantly struggled with the new metalness not new metalness of lejean's voice nobody else sounds like this guy nobody that we cover on the show i think is a better singer than him unless i'm forgetting somebody like he's he's got it he's so soulful it's so full he sounds better with every record and we're so used to people screaming and crying and screeching and gurgling and everything else that's not what this guy does and those are the things that we tend to associate but i i look at this as just another another spin on it you know and you know what what are they supposed to do tell this guy to sing bad doesn't make any sense you know hey lujan uh one little tip uh don't sing so good making the other guys feel bad hey That could happen. <laughs> yeah. That could happen. Could. There are 12 albums. There we don't are. know what happens later. Yeah, we don't know. That's true. But uh, So I see what you mean, but I, I feel like maybe this is just, that's, this is the, this is how they work that new metal sound in. Jenny, what do you think of my defense of LeJean? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think he's not going uh, to New Metal Prison. <laughs> Good job <laughs> defending him. Thank you. No, I know, I know what you mean, Matt. I think I'm getting enough new to... I think I'm getting enough new. Maybe not in this specific song, although I thought the riffs and the chug in there were pretty new. But it's the little touches like start what would what do we start the album with what was the oh the the lyric you mean yeah oh the lyric is uh you piece of shit right so there's that there's the the suck a dick thing um oh somebody think... th- doesn't somebody scream like liar on this song really cool yeah. yeah so i think that there's enough of it sprinkled in that's like keeping me kind of firmly rooted and this is new um but I, I do see what you mean. Maybe we should see what happens on the rest of the album. Yeah, maybe. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Up next, we got a song called Shine. To 225. Sure. 225, here we go. New metal, baby. Baby, it's new metal. I got to tell you, on a lot of these songs, I, I just kind of want like a little goblin or something. Or, or, or do you guys remember um, in Mortal Kombat, if you did a move, Toasty toasty guy would pop up. I just want that, but the little guy to pop up and go, suck a dick, suck a dick. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I feel like it works anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, you can be that guy. Oh, that's, that's, that's me in 2020. I get to be the suck a dick guy. Ooh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> my gift to you. How's that promotion going? Oh boy, let me tell you. Put that one on my old LinkedIn. Um, Jenny, thoughts on Shine? Uh, I like it. I think it is the most straight-ahead new metal song on the record so far. Liked the riffs, like the little breakdown we got there. Mm-hmm. All around, well done. Indeed. 
I wrote the boys get the damn job done. Matt Nas. I'm good. That was, I love that one. Uh, only comment on songmeanings.com that I liked was uh, from Seven Dust Head, who said, This is about someone who effed up someone else mentally. I think he meant mentally. And he's saying goodbye. He can't shine or be who he is with that person down. And I like that in what can often be a bit of a cesspool of a comment section, this person decided to say effed up. I appreciate your there restraint. We go. Yeah, you know, you, mm-hmm. don't have to, you don't have to swear all the time. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next, we've got Follow featuring Aaron Lewis. Mm. comes in on the second verse if you want to hear any of him oh there he is there he is uh thoughts on follow jenny not for me uh yeah just really not for me Mm. When Aaron Lewis came in, I felt very offended. Mm. <laughs> Personally attacked. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? Um, it was a moody boy, but I thought they brought the heat on that chorus. I thought the chorus was killer. I did not mind the Aaron Lewis aspect of things. I mean, the restraint on keeping him to the second verse, I appreciated. And I thought it built to a big moment. So I, I was I was fine with it. I didn't think it was like my favorite song on the record. But once again, pacing-wise, it makes sense. So I was all right with it. Matt Nas? Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty pretty moody boy. Pretty good song. Don't have too much to say about it. Aaron Lewis coming in is always a bummer for me. But good use of Aaron Lewis. 
he's so outclassed by Lejean. I mean, right. But they're like, uh, we just want you to harmonize with him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, and it makes sense. I mean, think about it. This is the fall after Break the Cycle. There you go. Songmeetings.com. Things get a little heated, Jenny. A little heated. People are just trying to explain what they think the songs mean. And they are not being treated correctly. So, Orakai uh, says, I don't know if the lyrics of the song are straightforward or if there is any underlying symbolism of the words. Even though you can interpret it any way you want, you kind of want to know what the musician is trying to get across. But then again, you can fall into the world of your own mind and love the song for your own reasons, something I have chosen to do, personally. I think this song is telling you that you're not destined to be a certain way. You are in control of your own life. Past experiences, hardships, heartbreaks can all be overcome with you gaining strength and from personal growth. Okay, not bad. But then Devhead rolls in and says... What a deliciously asinine interpretation. Kudos, plebe. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, ring, ring. Hello? Got him. No! Shouldn't have picked That's up. So true. Uh, oh, and, I love plebe as an insult. Yeah. And so then I'm thinking, oh, no. Where's this going to go? So then the damned thing shows up and says, and... If there are any children listening, cover their ears. Now, now's Here the time to cover their <laughs> now's ears. The time. Why don't you offer up something better, Devhead, you stupid cunt? Can you? That's someone's own personal interpretation. It can't be asinine as long as it means something to them. So why don't you keep your fucking mouth shut and let people take from art what they please? Suck a dick, 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 suck a dick. And uh, and finally, Moomin PL says, and I love this comment. I've been writing a term paper on sex or oh, there it is. destructive cults, if you prefer, recently. And suddenly it dawned on me. Oh, yeah, I had an illumination. Hear me now, winky emoji, that this song might be about such groups. If you read a little bit about how sex recruit new members, how they are brainwashed and led blindly, you may see that the lyrics somehow resemble this. I'm not really bent on proving my point here. Just throwing an idea and what you do with it is up to you. Anyway, it's a great song and Seven Dust rocks. There we go. All right, up next, we've got Damaged. Did it to hurt yourself? Couldn't you wash the blood? Didn't you love yourself? Couldn't you see the truth? Didn't you wake to see the light? Couldn't you hear the truth? Couldn't you see the truth? 
Jenny, thoughts on Damaged? Uh, I thought it was all right. It seemed like it was well placed in the middle of the album, somewhere between a, a crusher and a slow boy, a mid-tempo boy. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't do a lot for me, but I didn't think it was bad. Lauren, what do you think? I thought we had another in-the-pocket chorus. We had some chunky riffs and some bass. Once again, wonderful background vocals, top-shelf background vocals, perfectly mic'd by one Ben Gross. And also a little beepy boy action up top. So I was all about that. Matt Nas. This is really their wheelhouse, I think. Like this is kind of where they make the most sense. Where I'm like, every every move that they make in a song like that, I'm like, yep. Yep. Totally follows, totally makes sense, totally plays to their strengths. I I like the song. I like the chorus. I like the um I like the sound of it. It just sounds good, you know, like you hear it and you're like there isn't a moment of it that I'm just like do something else, you know. I'm like they're doing it. They're doing the damn thing. They know what to do. They're in yeah. control. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Matt, what what do you think the song's about? You know, I didn't hear too many lyrics, so I would imagine things that are damaged. <laughs> well, Matt, if you go to songmeanings.com, there's going to be a little bit of debate about whether or not this song is about suicide or not. Oh, shit. And okay. things get a little wild. So I don't know if you have a favorite, Jenny, but I think we'll start off with Sovereign Dragon. He says, to me, this song seems to be about suicide. Sounds like Lejean is asking someone while they lay in their coffin how they could do this, and if only they could see the pain they've caused, they would wish they'd never done such a thing. Okay, fair enough. Seems all right. But then you go down to this comment from top-tier commenter in love with a player. Yes. Jenny, please. Lord, WTF, Sovereign Dragon. How can blood flow if the person's dead in their coffin? Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly know what it's about, but I know that's wrong, LOL. But to me, it seems to be about someone cutting themselves, someone who's completely changed from this perfect normal person to this dark, depressed thing. That's why he's asking, didn't you love yourself? Because why would you do something like that if you loved yourself? And I think obviously in a relationship, have a good friendship because his friend was like, God, you're so shameless. Why don't you wake up and stop all the pain? And yeah. He, it's my favorite song, along with Xmas Day and Live Again, LOL, XXXX Lily. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is that a thirst trap? What happened there? I don't know. It, it really goes off the rails at the end. And uh, I thought they made some good points. And then Seven Duster said, well, I may be able to take you seriously if you didn't use numbers in the middles of the words and insist that the letter U is a word. And I said, well, okay, that seemed like a pretty solid got him. But then another top shelf name, Jenny, leave me alone 22. The 22nd, leave me alone on, on song meetings. said, the song is about suicide and how it affected the person's still living friends and family. The blood flowing part is while they are still in the process of killing themselves and their blood is leaving their body. The song is in part past, part present tense. Jeez. Great song. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Wow, wow. All right. Well, this is another one of uh, that that 
commenters favorites. favorites yes live again Jenny, thoughts on Live Again? I think this would be, let me get, let me see if I'm right. Do you think the song is like in the pocket for them? I do. Yeah. I do. And there's this thing where I'm just like, I don't know if they can activate the pit. I feel like musician wise. They can, but I don't know if that's where Lejean ever wants to go. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I, I, I think the songs that are in the pocket for them are those that don't resonate with me as much. Like, it's a good song. I'm sure, like, hearing it live would be great. But for me, it didn't It didn't really do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, sounded good, you know, but I was just like, eh, all right. What do you think, Lauren? Uh, so this was a single, and I looked up the video for it, and the video has the band performing in a red room um, with a black and white movie playing behind them, or is it? Uh-oh. Turns out it's about a young lady who's kicked out of her house. She's living on the streets. She may be tempted into some unsavory behavior that is only hinted at. We see her sitting in a diner, some skeevy young men sliding dollar bills across the table to her she looks at them and then she decides i'm not gonna do this and suddenly the black and white world gains color there we go whoa and she, there it is and she walks away they try to grab her arm she's like get off of me i'm walking into this world of color and that's what she does uh i agree that this one um you know, I like the stop smart, uh, stop smart, the stop start verses. Um, but I wrote that the chorus is smooth, smooth, wrote smooth twice. Um, <laughs> it is smooth. It's smooth, smooth. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, this one was fine. It is interesting that a song this late in the album was a single. I, I feel like uh, I would have gone with something else earlier in the album as a single, maybe. Um, if I'm going to be honest, tits and a bore, you know. Maybe okay. something to think about. Uh, or what What song had the suck a dick line? That one. Um, why can't I remember that one? One of my favorite songs of all time. Why don't I have it written down? Anyway. Oh, Crucified. 
there you go. Um, but uh, you know, I um, I, I thought it was good. We had some chug and some crush. So, but I agree, it's in the pocket. Um, uh, the only comment I felt worth talking about in songmeetings.com, which this song had 32 comments, but uh, was this one from Pig Venus 666. There he said, is. I don't care what it is, it makes me feel warm, like a blanket on a baby. There you go. There like you a have blanket it. on a baby. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going. Up next, we've got a song called Beautiful. So I wanted to get a little technical with you guys for a minute and talk about how much I enjoyed the high-pitched bendy up top. Love a high-pitched bendy. Um, <laughs> always into that. A bit of a crusher riff. Also, that weight and that take. Uh, background vocals. Love that. There's a part later where he yells why into a grinding guitar. I was here for all of it. I will say this one does feel a little samey in comparison to earlier songs. Yep. But um I mean it's what is this track 10 something like that? I mean, makes sense. So, I was all right with it. Jenny, thoughts? I feel similarly. Um it wasn't really anything new, but I enjoyed it. Same here. I was very much like uh or that's track 11 of 13. Mm. I'm kind of <laughs> like Yeah. Feel like I've heard this one, I've heard the move a couple times already. I don't know if this is the greatest example of it. I mean, you just did Live Again, which I would say was a stronger song and kind of had some of the same moves. So. Yeah, this is true. Um, I'm, getting but, a, I'm getting a little like, eh, I might be done. Mm, but at the same time, high-pitch bendy. High-pitch bendy. Oh, yeah, give me some pinch harmonics, baby. Mm, absolutely. Um, the comment I noticed in on Song Meetings was from, once again, Seven Dust Head who agreed with commenter Sawyer and his interpretation, but they feel that the song is a boyfriend-girlfriend thing. She left, and he needs something beautiful, a girl, to fill the empty space before he forgets what all of that relationship stuff feels like. Mm. Just got to get something beautiful, a girl, and then, you know, remember what all that relationship thingamabobadoo is all about. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. 
All right. Quick cue. How respectful of our time is this album? This album clocks in at 55 minutes and 45 seconds. Yowza. It's long. Little long. Little long. It's long. It's long. It's long. Okay. Here we Uh, go. Up next, we've got (laughs) Redefine. Solidly into what do you want this pit to do? Oh. You want this pit to put the lighters back up. Matt, I want you to think about who's at a seven dust show. We got some hotties. We got. <laughs> well, we, let's do the rundown. All right, we got some hotties for sure. We got a couple naughties. I mean, it's you, not. Got, you know, you're gonna have some naughties. You're gonna have some bros. You're gonna have some of the boys. Some of the boys are gonna be there. Also, you're gonna have some guys. Just some guys. Guys' night out at the Seven Dust Show. Also, don't forget. A couple ladies, some ladies might be there, but also some girls, just some girls, girls night out. All right. Yeah. Follow me here. Follow me Keep here. Going. All right. You're okay. All right. All, all right. right. All right. I'm painting a picture for you here. All right. So you get all of those people together. You know, also, I'm sorry, some men, some men are going to be there. All right. And some women, also some women are going to be there. All right. All right. Okay. You get all these people. It's a party pit. It's a party pit. This is a hands in the air, jumping up and down party. You go to Seven Dust Show, you're not looking to get in the pit to fuck shit up. You're there because it's a party. It's a good time. Seven Dust is a good time rock band. The songs can get a little, little dark, some dark areas, but the choruses are there to lift you up. It's a good time. That's what I think they want the pit to do. Yeah, this is a band that expresses the full spectrum of human emotion through a lens of reason. <laughs> like, they get mad. They'll say things every so often like, yeah, suck a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But none of it's like, we're crazy. Right. It's all just like, you know what? That hurt me. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. But I'm working through it. Yeah. You gotta love yourself. And then the eagle flies at night. Yeah. Absolutely. And then every so often, they're like, didn't you feel like a bitch? Yeah. And like, um, sorry. And then, yeah. So I think this is a good time to mention some of the thank yous in the liner notes. First, they send three big thank yous and prayers to the following. Their fans. R.I.P. to Joe C. 
and the victims of 9-11. Those are the big three. That's appropriate. That's appropriate. In that order, by the way. Then they thank a bunch of bands. And then the band thanks the following. Vinny thanks his brothers in dust and Ben High Dollar Gross. Clint thanks Ben How Do You Sleep at Night Gross. Morgan thanks Ben Kaiser Soze Gross. John thanks... John gives special thanks to Ben Bukake style gross. Okay. And then LeJohn has the following. All the gentlemen in my band, look at this shit. A third album. I love you guys very much. Forever, we'll stay strong. Aaron Lewis, thanks for singing your ass off, bro. 420 every time I see ya. Ben Gross, wow. Big pimping, man. Thanks for making this album one of the best. Wow. What was it like to be working with Ben Gross, man? Wow. Did, it, did anybody thank Blumpy? No thanks for Blumpy. Wow. So I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Blumpy. Blumpy mm. did uh, some of the keyboards and programming on this record. I had to know more. So I looked into Blumpy and it turns out that Blumpy worked with Nine Inch Nails quite a bit mm. and does a lot of uh, like synth and scoring for TV and movies. Also, uh, Blumpy's name is Michael Tuller and they're from Detroit, Michigan. Oh, holy shit. You know what? That makes sense because I also saw in here that um, there is Louis Resto does strings and keyboards on Angel Sun and Christmas Day. Louis Resto, most famous for the person who went up and accepted Eminem's Oscar for Lose Yourself. There you go. There you go. It all comes full circle. All comes full circle. Now that I think about it, there may be a blo- uh, a uh, a Blumpy thank you in Somebody, here. If not, I'm going to thank Blumpy right now. All right. Somewhere in here. I mean, I was just catching all, these, all these. Thanks, Blumpy. Thank you, Blumpy. Uh, all right, we are on the last song. And this song might not sound uh, totally new to you. It was also on the Straight Up compilation. It's called Angel Sun. <laughs> what they closed the set out before the encore with. Oh. And it says this was the uh, that show on the 30th. Seven months of a hiatus will follow. Oh. I feel like we heard that We've one. heard this one. So there's a little difference here in that um, this version is a little... I think heavier on the acoustic guitar, not as much rocking. Um, in the music video, which I very much enjoyed, in which uh, they did a new music video for the song, in which they are performing the song in a hospital. Someone has been rushed to surgery. And uh, everybody is performing in a different part of the ER. One gentleman is performing in the entrance. Lejean is singing in the observing room, observing the surgery going on. Um, one gentleman is performing in the in the waiting area and at one point 
I think it's Clint. He's he's playing the guitar in the waiting area, and then suddenly he's joined by a row of uh, violin players. And uh, striking visual there. And uh, the video does start with someone walking into the ER wearing an R.I.P. Lynn Strait jacket. So that part is not lost on it. But uh, uh, a pretty good video of everybody performing in a hospital. Um, very emotive. And honestly, when they dropped in all the cello players suddenly, I was like, whoa, awesome. So um, I thought this was very nice. A little more chill. Like a nice way to go out on the record. I know you guys were kind of lukewarm on the song on Straight Up. Um Jenny, has your opinion changed at all? What do you feel? Uh, yeah, I'm still a little lukewarm on it. I don't think it's a bad song. It's just not what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really... Eh, it's, yeah, fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I want to mention this comment from Striker1000 on Song Meanings. He said, This song is the greatest song ever done in memory of a person, seen as that Lynn was such a great person, friend, and artist, I really think, and one who has respect for the music should go out and pick up a copy of Straight Up no matter what you think you should do. Do it for Lynn so he forever lives on inside you. Lynn, everyone loves you. Peace out. And uh, hearing that said, that this is the greatest song ever done in the memory of a person, I can only quote from Seven Dust to Candle in the Wind. Suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a dick, suck a dick. True, true, true. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's the album. That's Animosity. And uh, now it's uh, the time of the show where uh, we do a little cannon talk. Talk about the cannon. Lauren, yeah. you go first. All right. I think Seven Dust really showed up on this album. They're focused. The songwriting is tight. The riffs are big and chunky. It's just an overall crusher. Maybe a little long. Not too much filler. I say put it in the cannon. The boys finally did it hmm Jenny I was not expecting that that's interesting so you think top to bottom it goes in you know I really thought this thing was constantly rocking I did my Christ God challenge listened to it in the car great car listen Listen to this thing while I was folding towels. Those towels are folded. Taking notes. I mean, even when it got a little repetitive near the end, there were still a lot of interesting things going on with the vocals, with the riffs. I mean, just constantly crushing. And then, I mean, I felt sequencing-wise, I mean, I maybe I'd lose one song. Maybe I'd lose Beautiful, maybe. But otherwise, I mean, I thought ending on Angel's Son was perfect. I mean... It just really, I, I went into this scene like, we'll see how this is. Because in my memory, it was always Home that was the best record. And this was the one I kind of wrote off. And I was kind of blown away by how many Crusher riffs are on this thing. So I was I was pretty happy with it front to back. But I uh, I want to hear what the rest of you have to say. I'm curious about the, I can't talk, but Matt, I'm curious about what you think. I disagree lauren uh (laughs) that's fair that's fine Uh, (laughs) this is canon talk we're talking it out so where my head is at with this record is i think this is the best seven dust record that we've heard pretty much hands down absolutely no questions asked 
I feel like they take too many trips to mid-tempo rock town for the new metal canon. I th- when you kind of pointed out, like, you need to hear the riffs and things like that, I hear them. And then Lejean's voice takes me somewhere else. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's their thing. I think it's a Seven Dust thing. If we were to say we want to put it in because it's the best example of a melodic new metal record, maybe. But I listened to it and I was, especially near the end, I'm like, I'm kind of done. I'm like, I enjoyed it, but I'm I'm kind of done. Hmm. And then we, we end on the um, Lynn Strait song, which which is great. I mean, I don't have any issue with why they would do that or why they would put that there. It totally makes sense. Um, but it's not like another ripper from, from the boys. It's, just, it's true. It's not another ripper. That's true. You know, and I, I, I kind of feel like this album pulls back a lot when we get to choruses. I feel like it's, you know, I'm after 190 some odd episodes, I do like my new metal dumb. Mm. I do like things. I do like things that kind of beat me over the head and are very outright and easy. And it isn't that this is a difficult record. In fact, I think it's a very accessible record. But I think a lot of that is because there's a lot of modern rock motifs in it. But I'm interested to see what Jenny says. But I'm not saying don't put anything in there. I'm just saying I am surprised that we're at the whole album. But I don't have like the one song or two songs that I think could go in in its stead. I don't know if the whole album goes in. I do think that for a band that gets lumped in with new metal, this is the most new metal record record of theirs that I've heard. And I like it, but I think a lot of it really does live in that alternative metal world. Mm. It doesn't strike me as particularly new. Um, with some exception. I mean, there was like some new throughout. If I were going to put something in, um, my gut says crucified and shine, maybe. Um, Lauren, you look so unhappy. No, right I'm now. not unhappy. No, 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 no. You're I, making, I, for I, all I'm the times <laughs> you talk about Matt's face, your face right now is one for the books um, talk to me about what you're thinking well you know i i definitely i definitely understand where you're coming from in the aspect of that it is it is a little long like i i will admit that like i said you could probably cut beautiful maybe one other song i don't know maybe damaged i don't know at the same time i'm i'm looking at everything i wrote and i'm just like i love it i love it the boys go did it again another in the pocket chords the production so so crisp I wrote about Dead Set. This is that good shit, you know? Like, I I get what you're saying, that you feel that the alternative metal is kind of subsuming the new metal in a lot of places. So if we can't put the whole thing in, we're going to compromise. Here's what I'm pitching. Tits on a bore. Hot open. New metal AF. I think that's got to go in. First line is you're a piece of shit. Got to do it. Second one. 
crucified. It's got the suck a dick line in it. It's gotta go in. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, if, if we got shine or dead set, that's four. I don't know. I could keep going, but I'd say like the two that the two that gotta, hundred percent tits and a bore and crucified. I'm fine with putting your swear songs. In the Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this would be the first seven dust in the canon, right? Well, no, we. Uh, I believe they have a song on the "Take a Bite Out of Rhyme" cover. Oh, that's right. Yes, and theoretically, Angel's Son is in the canon because all of Straight Up is in the canon. So. Well, I think that. I'll be very curious to see what the feedback is mm. on this because I suspect many people will agree with you, Lauren. And then I suspect many people will agree with us. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Hmm. Here we are. We'll have Here to we see are. we'll have to see what type of respectful disagreement goes on in our comments. So there you have it. Animosity by Seven Dust. Not the whole thing in. Tits on a bore and crucified in the new metal canon. If you don't like it. Suck a dick, 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 suck a dick. Or just leave a nice comment. Um, and that is it for our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So